0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is the Anfield app in association with Redsbet, uh, Redsbet support and the Anfield app and supporting many fan-related causes and projects through 2019. Very, very pleased to partner with them at Redsbet.com. If you want to go to that, uh, I have got in front of me: Kevin O'Neill, John Gibbons, Alison McGovern, and Rob Gutman. And I was thinking when the game happened, Rob, that mm. for you, more than anybody I know, I can't imagine anything better than a Liverpool goal after 14 seconds. Current climate. Really can't calmed my nerves. That didn't really Sorted me right
2: out. I bet you honestly,
1: like it must have been an absolute tonic for the Rob Gutman troops. It's exactly. What, can we just do that for every game now? Because that, oh. that was. It's 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 like it's, it's like cheating in a strange way. I will take it all the time.
2: When did that last happen? I was calling it at four seconds. I said, "How quick
1: was that?" I turned to four seconds.
3: <laughs> I said, "That's
2: definitely the quickest goal I've ever seen." They were about fifteen. I don't know what they were doing is for it, those. It
3: is the quickest goal scored in the Premier League
2: by Liverpool. Oh, As, Liverpool. By, by Liverpool. Liverpool.
3: Liverpool. Oh, okay. Show yeah.
2: Long scored one from where?
4: In the
3: space yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... He went through a hole in
4: the
3: universe
4: and scored. Did the team win out, yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. It was crazy. And then it turned out to be Naby Keita, who's my favourite Liverpool player of all time. So, it's good news, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was absolutely made up. And I immediately did what I always do if we score in the first minute. Uh, I always go, this will prove our undoing. yeah <laughs> 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 I always turn to someone and say that. It's quite I, a score too early. No, now we I'm really t- worried. I, yeah, I really like to tempt fate like away. I thought it won't be. We'll score for three in the next five. Unfortunately, we then had a terrible 10 minutes, didn't we? Did we have a terrible 20?
4: 10 minutes?
0: We did like, a bit. 20?
2: Felt pretty rubbish, but yeah. I was I was relaxed with the rubbishness of it because I thought they're not good enough to score against us, are they? So There's, it was well, all good. On, <laughs> the terrible, all
1: on the terrible 10 minutes, Alison, I think there is a thing, a slight thing here, which is that... If you are Huddersfield, it is almost like the worst thing that could possibly have happened has just happened. So you get to sort of play a little bit, and I actually think I think that apart from the fact that they are criminally bad in both boxes and give the ball away unbelievably cheaply, (laughs) Huddersfield did all right. Oh
3: yeah, (laughs) no, they did. They they sort of like had a little go at playing, Um, like sort of like coming out and and their their passing was all right actually, Mm. like and uh, they I I I'm not sure we had a a terrible uh, twenty minutes. So much as like they had a sort of halfway decent twenty minutes that was sort of a bit funny almost because like they must just been thinking psychologically like well we're down which is pretty bad and now we're playing Anfield which is you know all of our hopes and dreams <laughs> together and we've let one in after fourteen seconds this is great and so why not um, and yeah it was it was sort of okay like but in the end you're kind of looking at them thinking. Yeah, we're gonna score, and like my like uh, uh, girls' football WhatsApp kind of like came alive with people's <laughs> predictions. Like we were like going higher and higher, like <laughs> four nil, five 0 six 0 seven nil, and uh, yeah, I kind of thought, well, this is probably gonna be all right.
1: It reminded me, John, of the Adamilia maxim that if you score one, if you can score one in ten minutes, why did not you just score one every ten minutes to get nine? Uh, that's the rules. That's the way the math should work. Um, the, uh, off that logic, I think we just scored six hundred uh, if we can score one every fourteen seconds. But there is. I don't know if Liverpool almost let Huddersfield come on to them a little bit or whether or not Huddersfield decide they're going to adopt the idea that we may as well just sort of give it everything we've got for 20. But I do think there's something else as well, which is if you are Huddersfield, if you're the Huddersfield manager, if you were where Cardiff were at the minute you were coming to Anfield, you probably do play, do set up a bit more conservatively. You possibly think about playing a back five, doing other stuff we've seen recently. But they are also a side now who are just all about the future. They're all about preparing for next season. And I think you see that as the game in the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah, and you can see it with the teams they're picking
4: as well. They're not picking players who they think are, are gonna leave in the summer now. So it's a it's a weakened Huddersfield team that we from a from a sort of weak position, if you like. But but they all had to go, as you say, and I think you know, I mean, I every mean, Rob's kind of, you know, sort of semi-joking about the idea of an early goal being being, being bad, but I think we did relax a little bit too much. I think maybe uh, you know. Klopp push- sort of
2: agreed, sort of said that as well, didn't he? he? Said that we scored too soon for his liking
4: as well. <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah. it upset their
2: plans. Yeah.
4: it was mad. Yeah, just just kind of, but but you know, they, they went on to to win five nil, so you can't kind of criticise them too much, really. But Bordesfield did have a bit of a go, but, but but sort of why not? They're in that position that they've been relegated to they and you know they come to Anfield, and I like that they sold out. Their end as well and Mm. you know because it's the idea of well we don't know when we're going to come again yeah and I think there was a a lot of we don't know when we're going to come again in the stands and and probably a little bit on the pitch as well
1: um there was the opening goal is it looks like a bit of a shanked finish from Keita but I actually think it's a good finish uh Kiva in that it's 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 doing all the rules of hitting the inside of the post what is undoubtedly a brilliant finish is Sadio Mane's header to make it 2-0 it is the most emphatic of headers imaginable it's a lovely goal
0: he nearly had the hat trick of them, didn't he? Which Bob Latchford would have been, would have been amazing.
3: That's about him. <laughs> again, there was, again, there was like a little bit of uh, chocularity, I think, from Klopp after the game about whether uh, Sadia was like trying too hard to get a hat trick and whether that was like you
0: know. You know, you were watching Salah and him, and there was a, a time when the ball sort of got crossed and they were both going for it. I thought one of these is going to have to duck out here and give the <laughs> other, and then they sort of wrecked it for each other. And thought, oh, but you know, that amazing. It's the first time in... I think, Liverpool, I think the last team to have two players was Chelsea. Score twenty goals in two thousand nine
4: ten. Yeah, it's only happened, I think, five times. And I think since we've since done Premier it. League Newcastle started. have done it. League yeah. is it league goals? They both scored? yeah. yeah having, two, having
0: two players to score over twenty, which yeah, is just phenomenal, isn't it? Times, you know, yeah. this record breaking season. Last night was one of them where you just were reading about all these records, going, "Wow, this is just phenomenal!" Like, um, five goals by Af- the most by African players in a Premier League match twenty clean sheets for Alisson the most since obviously Pepe Reina in a decade. Just there was these loads and loads of just amazing stats. It just felt like last night was that these are record breaking reds. They might not win the league, but we hope they do. But wow, we can look back and some of these will be some of the stats we broke this season and the, the records we've made, they they they'll be going for years. So, you know, that header was to get back on to your point, amazing because Kater's goal was like the quickest goal ever flipped them in the Premier League but it took the longest time to go in didn't it like it was like what is it it? and then it just nicked the post and it was like oh it's it's okay (laughs) yeah
4: but whose cross was it for that Mane was it Robertson Henderson Henderson. really from the left for the first one from the right Mane's first is it oh I'm losing
1: I'm losing
0: by the way Mane should be too small to score ahead in the you know the sort of the way he
1: does for the first one it's Robertson Robertson's the first one sorry go on
0: yeah, because he, he like you know, we we score a lot of goals with our feet, Liverpool. Obviously our players aren't the tallest and you know, we don't have that big sort of strike it up top, do we? But And it's Mani not how lump, we play either. No, we don't like lump the ball at all or anything like that, but obviously we've got two Manish's amazing just... full backs as well. Obviously Henderson yeah. comes up with the assist, but I think that's twenty four assists, which is just Unbelievable! I think those are another stat. I'm like becoming a stat person, aren't yeah. I? Interesting. This is, this is good, Kiva. Yeah, um, we're wrapped. Yeah, with the uh, and the new I stats. think it was United had like their midfield in like one of their amazing league winning seasons. Had like 26 assists between the whole midfield, we've mm. got 24 between our backs. Like this is, is just crazy, phenomenal stuff. Liverpool are amazing.
1: Liverpool are amazing, mm. Rob. I want to talk to you about money because the way, even the way. You, he does bring Barnes to mind now more and more. And as the goal scorer and run, he's gone from being the flying winger who can put them away to basically being dead-eyed in front of goal now, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you if you sort of go through his Liverpool career. And for me, the quality of the finishing is it's, it's second to none. It's second to none in this division at the moment. The only person they might be second to is the lad who plays on the other side. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, Aguero's brilliant in tight areas with his feet and, you know, he's great from those narrow angles, Aguero, and, you know, he's terrific there. Kane's had a, an injury hit season. It is almost fair to say that Sadio Mane could currently be the best person in front of goal in the league and that, that, brings brings Barnes to mind 89-90 88, 88, versus the, the player who turns up in 87-88 when he does get 15 goals I think but 89-90 mm. he's the top scorer in the division and Mane's doing what he's doing without taking pens
2: Yeah I remember with with John Barnes it became apparent after the first season that he was also just as good at being a number 9 he could do what he liked really in front in front of the you know his main thing is he was very good in front of the goals and um, I think Klopp said that he said we can play he's, he's, he's only recently started referencing saying Sadio can play as a number 9 for us I think he looks like a technically perfect striker. I mean, he's, hes you'd have to say he's probably the best header of the ball at the club outside of Virgil van Dijk, obviously. He's scores. He's pretty <laughs> decent, yes. Very calm. But um, well, he's
3: taller, to be fair.
2: He is taller, to be fair. But as a technical header of the ball, I think Sadio Mane is imperious. He's really, really good. at. <laughs> how many has he scored now with his head this season? I'm going to say 19.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
2: it's my stat. No, but it seems, I think certainly post-Christmas, the, 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 the heading rate has increased and increased and he's yeah, as I said and there's all kinds of headed finishes as well there's a nice little glance uh, into top corners which he did the other weekend and uh, and uh hitting you know coming onto balls at such pace is no easy thing people think it, it always looks an easier finish than it is I think when uh, when it just when the net bulges and it's a whipped cross but he's got to time
1: everything right He's got to time everything right, Alison and it's what he what he is timing right is is running the second half of this season. I think he has a better second half of last season. He then continues that form into the first half of this season, and then he's now gone another level, gone up another notch, um, and there aren't that many more notches to go. He is. Right now, he's probably all in. As I say, there's there's, there's Raheem Sterling, there's, there's Sergio Aguero, there's Mo Salah, there's Sadio Mane, and they are probably your four, four best attackers in this division this season.
3: Yeah, that's right. And it, it's interesting because we're now one and two in the Golden Boot. Like nobody's really, nobody's really thinking about that. I think perhaps because we were a little bit obsessed with the competitive el- element of it with um, with Kane last season, that it seemed it felt like a more important thing somehow, whereas. Um, whereas this season, um, it, it's kind of an amazing thing to, mm. to have, to have one and two, but, but we're not really focused on it. I think, um, with Sadio as well, you know, it's not obvious, obvious thing to say, like, what would, what would his position at Liverpool be if we didn't have Mo Salah? Like, would he be the kind of main focus of the team? Yes. Uh, you know, I think that he probably, like, there was a moment before Salah came where, where, he was. I feel like in my mind there was like a moment where it felt like he was going to be our our big signing that really changed the team, and then Mo Salah arrived. So would he be this massive focus of the team, possibly? But but in the in the end, you know, as Kiva was saying, these are record breaking Reds, and 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 he will. I feel sure that like the history books will be quite kind to him, and he will be seen as having had this consistent impact, whereas. You know, Mo perhaps has been a bit like up and down and, um, his, his, his kind of scoring rate has been, been a bit more varied over that period that you were just talking about, Neil, you know, from the end of last season into, into where we are now. Sadio's been like a consistent, powerful, strong force. Um, and therefore I think that, that people will look back on him, as Rob says, as, as a, as a kind of Barnes figure or, you know, Insert other great Liverpool players here.
2: He was readying himself to be our best player when we signed Salah. I think he, his first season he was absolutely fantastic, and, and then I he
1: gets th- the injury against Everton. Yeah, year.
2: he scores a great goal. I thought at the moment he scores that like really good goal against Everton, and I think Coutinho sort of matches him with a with a brilliant goal. I thought these two are in, in proper competition now to be our best player, and I think I'm I'm edging it to Sadio Mane, and then he gets the injury. He came back in pre season started really lively. I think at Watford that on the opening day he was really good, scored a good goal. And people were still seeing Salah as sort of like a backup sort of player. And, and he scored a scruffy goal. And before we knew it, though, Salah had eclipsed him. And Sadio got sent off. And his, his Liverpool career took a little bit of a two or three month hiatus, I think. But it's, it's, hard to, it's easy to forget just how important he was going to be for us. And he actually is now. It's just that there are other brilliant players in our team as well.
1: I think it's it's one John where again to use the Barnes comparison, he, he seems to me like such a complete footballer that he can play right the way as you know the manager's mentioned him at number nine his first season four as he plays off the right since then he's done his work off the left. I think he does a lot of work deeper at times. I thought last night he was almost centre forward. Uh, to be honest with you, it was almost like he played two up front with storage deeper uh, at times. It looked that way. Whether or not that was just the way in which it was it was it was breaking down on the pitch, you can never tell. My point though is that he looks the most complete in terms of if you're gonna pick a four three three you can put Sadio Mane anywhere. Yeah, and I think that's how the manager sees him as well. And I think
4: there was a little bit of a diamond last night. I know they played that in the last game as well. And I think I think they were sort of, you know, trying a, a few different formations really. It was a night to maybe kind of a experiment a little bit. But but Sadio is he's a he's a gift, isn't he? You know, for the for the for the manager in terms of what he can do, his work rate, um, you know, his his, his tactical kind of excellence really in terms of being able to play in different positions, being able to do different jobs for the team and Yeah, as, as, as Rob says, you know, other players might get more heralded, but, but maybe they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's, he's a phenomenal footballer. He's, he can score every type of goal. You know, he's, he's weighing in with, with the headers last night, but, you know, he's, he's, he's great with both feet as well. And, and, and just, just a fan, and, and seems a really, you know, top man as well. And so we are really lucky to have him and we're really lucky to have all of them. And the fact is, you know, Firmino was missing last night. And when you saw that, you like him a little bit. Oh no! You know we won five nil, and yeah. and you know it's it's you know you just you, these lads just get on with it, don't they? And 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 they, 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 you know they, they, they can take the little knocks or someone missing. They go sound. I'll, I'll just I'll just score two today, and you score two, and we'll be laughing. Um,
1: Kev, at the the other fellow who scores two, Mo um, Salah. You can. It's it's still strange. I mean, they could only pick six people to shortlist for the PFA Player of the Year. To be fair, uh, and someone's got to miss out, and it'll always be a bit of a conversation. But it is strange that he that he's not made it in there. Uh, he now sits as top scorer in the country, and again, it's it. We have to be careful that we don't treat excellence as something absolutely mundane. Uh, last night, Mo Salah was excellent. He was excellent at football. Uh, he gets himself two goals, and he's an endless danger and a thorn in the side of Huddersfield.
0: Yeah, and I thought when oxlade Chamberlain come on, which was absolutely just a lovely moment. It's sort of like it was like this nostalgic moment, and I thought, whoa. We're very much like that team that went to Kiev last year. They just seemed to be because we we have an old gang back yeah, together. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it was weird. It just felt like Salah just looked like he did it because I don't think he's been probably technically as good this season as he was last season. But obviously, he's still got all them goals, so he is. But th- there's that little margin where you think that fair season was just explosive. are you just touched.
3: like? Aren't you just less surprised now?
0: Yeah, I guess so. And obviously, defenders are you know, a bit more on him, aren't they? They get, like, don't give him any space. They've watched more videos. Yeah, they have, and they definitely prepare for him more. But he just looked like every touch. Just He just seems to have it back, doesn't he? And I think, like, you know, it's sort of unfortunate that one of these two is going to have to miss out on the golden boot. Not that it's, like, you know, this big, huge thing, but for a, a player, I think, an individual, they, they want to win these awards, don't they? Look at the race last year, like you say, with Kane getting that dubious goals panel in and all <laughs> that, like, you know... Um,
2: do you think there's a bit of jealousy about with amongst his fellow professionals uh, towards Mo I think there's to a degree the fact that he came from nowhere last year and suddenly made them all look crap by scoring forty five <laughs> goals. Yeah. I mean, I remember even Kane. I know this is a bit what's the word siege siege mentality, but. Um, I remember Kane saying in an interview, people go, Sal done well this season, last season. He goes, "He sort of begrudgingly said, yeah, but you know, you kind of have to do it every year. I think, well, he has gone and done it every year.
3: Yeah. I think, it was, it was, I think that's, uh, I think it's less siege mentality and it's more like, like, you know, there is something about the narrative that people love. are kind of, they love the idea of being like, yeah, but it's like one season wonder, you know, yeah. they really wanted that to be true because yes. that would, that would fit the kind of story in their head. That's already there. Mm. Um, also then there's a the like kind of like England versus, you know, international players mentality. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting that, you know, Salah's obviously a massive global yeah. name now. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think it's injurious to Spurs fans to say that Harry Kane is not.
4: No. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I think he's like above all this PFA stuff. I don't think he's bothered. Yeah. We can say it's a shame. He's like, oh no, it's all right. So I'll just go and win an Oscar or
3: something. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah.
4: Exactly it's like Time man of the year, you know. What? I've got my eye on a Nobel Peace Prize. very <laughs> in mind, he's dealing with like the vagaries
3: of global politics. Like, yeah. I, I
0: think sideways. Most, most salad is bigger than football.
3: Yeah. We can probably
0: say that, mm. I reckon. You know, getting named on that prestigious list and, you know, just hanging out with all them. I mean Rob, he just but it looks so natural.
1: Rob doesn't want him to be bigger than football. Rob wants him to to to, to dominate football and, and have the world tremble as very mentioned. I can tell, I can tell yeah, Rob's vaguely
2: uncomfortable. I'm vaguely this. uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah, he just I did a- like that quote, someone said he's a better human being than he is a footballer. I thought that's no that's no good to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's no good to me at all. Put us <laughs> no pass that's around Jones. He's yours, not working on. hard enough then, is he? Not, <laughs> exactly.
2: <He's> doing good.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the human condition. No, none of that. No, it's it is, it is a wonderful thing. But what but it is, I suppose there's, all, there's something in all of us, like when Michael Owen became too good and became England's Michael Owen, he wanted him to be Liverpool's Mo Salah, not Egypt. I don't I even the like world, Egypt. I don't the like world. Egypt claiming Mo Salah, those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Global, <laughs> Mo. Yeah. Global Mo. Global Mo,
0: yeah. I
1: think the yeah. best
0: thing yeah. about it is he's still Liverpool's, like on the front cover, he's in a Liverpool kit. In I don't the know, purple I like... kit, yes. yes.
1: Yeah. He is in the purple kit. He is wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, wonder- he was I mean, I, again, I'll just say it again, Rob, but you know, we've got to be really, really careful. We are watching a genuinely brilliant footballer play genuinely brilliant football what we can't do is sort of start going yeah yeah it's 5-0 against Huddersfield as I said last night on the pink you don't get that many 5-0's 5-0 you know you can act act like 5-0 happens oh yeah there's loads of them there is not a ton of 5-0's no matter where the the opposition are in the league you don't get that many
2: no and actually some strange stats I think Liverpool and City haven't been beating people by more than a couple of goals since, since sort of the exuberance of the first part of the season where there's less to lose um I think City, apart from that, beating Chelsea 6-0, have beaten beaten no one by more than a couple of goals uh, since about January. It's really, it's really outside of the Burton Albions of this world and everyone else they've drawn in cup competitions. <laughs> but I don't think we've had, we Have we thrashed people? Many, yeah, we did Watford. Watford, yeah. And Warbourne with a few, but they're generally quite narrow. So it, I wasn't taking it for granted. I, going into the ground there was talk about goal difference. And I was going, yeah, but this could be a nightmare game. This could easily be a scruffy little 2-1... There was also a bit of. Um, it's easy to forget now because we all feel quite up. Up, you can't not be up after watching Liverpool win five nil. But there was there was a sense after that United City game, of uh, what's the word? I don't know. The balloon had burst. The bubble. Uh, a
1: bit, there was a, there was a bit of deflation around the camp. There
2: was a bit of deflation. It would have been easiest for to turn in a confused performance. I think you know and just gone. Okay, we got, we got out of that one with the win we needed to get, but. I don't know, to pass... Even though we're on the back foot in terms of the odds of us winning this league now, to pass the bat, and bat over to City now for Sunday and to go, look, you really are going to have to be very good because we're really, really good. And I think afterwards there was a realisation, which there hadn't, people hadn't maybe had anticipated before, that we've passed this 90-point threshold. And that is ridiculous, even if we lose our last two games, which we won't. It's ridiculous. And I, I started thinking on the way home and going... Liverpool are now definitively one of the best three teams in the world. Maybe the best. And that's why I want us to win the Champions League, if nothing else.
1: Because I think Liverpool can show they are the best team in the world. I want to, you mentioned before, your favourite player of the best team in the world ever is Naby Keita. It yes. was, again, It is. it has to be all done with the, it is Huddersfield, this is a side that is planning for life in the Championship. But, that's almost what I want Naby Keita to do. I'm not, you know, I think we can say Liverpool are good in big games and I think Naby Keita will join that big game party. Mm. But the idea of you know, Nabi Kaita, this Nabi Kaita, home and away next season against the bottom ten. I'm I'm salivating at the prospect of it. The idea of 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 of, of putting some bums to the sword. Someone has to do it, and it looks to me like Nabi Kaita could well prove to be the man who who next season will flat track bully with the best of them at worst.
2: Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of sort of perception of Nabi before he came here. For, I don't know from a lot, a lot of fans that we were going to get something which was going to bang goals in from the edge of the box or beat three men and score. was uh, what I'd watched him in Leipzig, he's a pressing machine. And we saw that last night. He will get you on the ball a ridiculous amount of times. And that's what I think Klopp saw in him. That's what I think that the scouts saw in him. And he will get some goals. He's now scored three in his last five starts, which is beginning to be numbers. Um, and I don't think it'll prove, I don't think it'll prove a little purple patch. I think he will continue to score at a considerable rate. I don't think we've seen the best of what he can do on a ball. I mean, only very, very small snatches yeah. of it. I'm beginning to wonder, I wouldn't have, looking a few days ahead to the Barcelona game, I wouldn't have been risking him in the new Camp, given his his slow evolution this season with Liverpool. I don't know. I know after Huddersfield I would, but I actually think I can see it now. Although we can, I know we'll come on to talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, if Liverpool play a certain type of midfield, I will advocate for it later in the show.
1: Okay, excellent. I'm, I'm stopping here. Oh, it's very exciting I, though, isn't it? You know what no, I mean? we're no, no, like tra- no, tra- trailing stuff to come. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Don't go anywhere. Uh, we've got to advocate for something. Just wait Just wait for just it. It'll wait. be big when it happens. Uh, it'll be huge. Um, Kiva, Naby is, again, uh, and I thought you see, you, you're getting to see an exuberance from these players. They all talked as interesting. They all went out the way, you know, even social um, and in interviews to say that lift that Oxley chamberlain being back brought them there is an exuberance about the play. And I think you see it in Keita and Henderson. Again, they are two footballers who are in the middle of the park and they're very much just enjoying being footballers in the middle of the park. It's it's, it's tremendous to see.
0: Yeah, and I think, like you said, I think next season he's just going to be brilliant because he didn't sort of have the time, like the desperation, not that we're desperate, but it's a result of business, obviously, and it's going to be next season as well. We need to, we need to win every game. We want to go for it again. But I think he sometimes got the... The fans got on his back a little bit too much because he weren't doing things that he should, like, you know, if he'd give the ball away or anything. You saw it a little bit last night with Sturridge. Fans were getting a little bit like, even though, you know, we were bossing the game, but he, a couple of his passes went astray and he didn't quite look himself. And, um, you know, I feel like next season he'll just, he'll have that sort of, obviously every game's important, we know that, but he'll have that time, I think, to sort of mould into it, won't he? Um, but yeah, I, I think the Southampton goal for him is just such a big boost. Yeah. It just, it, it, changed his yeah, game, it just it? changed. He needed that. He had moments, I think, against Leicester and West Ham in them games. Just moments, like, for an assist or a goal he was threw on and it, it never happened for him. And when it did, you knew that it would just sort of set him alight in a eyes and he's, He's himself. Anyway? Did
2: you see what Klopp, Klopp said something in the post-match last night? Um, it, was, it might have been Dave Lynch, you are, from The Standard, who asked him the question. He said, Kite is getting better, Chamberlain back, things are looking good for the future, not just for now, but for the next season. And Klopp just went, that was and is the plan. And I just
3: thought,
2: <laughs> no shit. It was, yeah, yeah. Great, it was a great response. But you, you could sort of see, yeah... Kaita is going to be the player next season in Klopp's head anyway. Do you know what I mean? This is not, it's not just holding what we have here. It's not even about buying new players. It's about the
1: development of the squad. On that, Allison. Uh, on the other side of Keita, Henderson uh, plays, uh, sets up one of the goals, uh, does the business uh, through the game talking about the exuberance and enjoying yourself. The manager was almost apologetic when he brought Oxlade-Chamberlain on and had to move Henderson back when he seemed to be suggesting it to him as though, and Jordan wasn't bothered at all, but it was as though he was saying, sorry about this, because you've been enjoying that so much. And for me, that's just fantastic management.
3: Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, the, uh, Keith mentioned it before, like the sense of affection when Oxlade-Chamberlain came on, but it wasn't, it was, I mean, yes, it was about obviously his journey and, you know, we've all watched his social media and like how much he's kind of like both just like kept himself just in a you know what must have been an incredibly difficult thing to go through as a professional footballer I mean I can't imagine how you kind of keep yourself focused and no doubt he's had his really dark times but he's clearly kept himself with the view that this day would come and there it is so absolutely great but the sense of joy in the ground let's be honest was already at quite a high level um, and then uh you know those substitutions were really made for to a certain rest legs, yes, but that substitution was made for 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 that player to a certain extent. I would imagine Shakiri too, like just to like get him running around and be 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 in there. And you know it's important for them to get on the pitch, isn't it? So so it was it wasn't tactical. It you know it wasn't anything <laughs> to do with the game really. And so like what happened. Um, in, in Anfield, that sense of joy at Huxley um, chamberlain coming on was just like, it was like the it was like the beautiful cherry on the icing of a lovely cake.
4: There was loads of positives, wasn't there? And I think that's a nice thing where you, you're looking at Huddersfield in the week and thinking, well, we just need to win and we're not going to get any. There's
1: almost no wins in it, yeah, if you know what yeah, I mean. When absolutely. everyone says, oh, you've just won, but yeah. if it actually feels like we've come out, we're all but bouncing was, the ground, was great. Was no, there was loads. huge wins.
3: Of, there was loads of wins, um, like... Psychologically, I think for the, uh, for the team, there was just loads of wins and, and, you know, you can't, as we were saying before about the five goals, you can't, you can't be sad about that. I mean, that they're going to have all come in with a, with a great boost and that's kind of needed in it. You could imagine a a Liverpool side faced with this that would just be overwhelmed with the, uh, with the, um, the, the title thing, but actually they've managed to get themselves into quite a good, place i think with the with the enjoyment of the football and that's that's the best thing for everyone you know we can't you I don't think you could play at this level without still enjoying it
4: yeah, and I think I think as 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 I said before, in terms of the positives, like you know, obviously Chamberlain coming on to brilliance and and really enjoying it, and the the goalies really tight for making that save. I think you know, uh, it in, it's isn't
0: rubbish, it? isn't he? I mean,
4: yeah, you know, you let like other things in, mate. Yeah, it I know. Uh, but, but it's was really frustrating, but the fact that it's more minutes for Gomez and it's a nice little cameo for Shakiri as well. Like he's brilliant for the fifth goal, and I think he really is. Yeah, you know, uh, he he hasn't had much game time recently, and that's been you know. I'm sure frustrating for him, but the fact that he gets a little bit of a run around that it, it's a, it's a lovely ball for Robertson. It's one of them where the, the pass of the assist is almost better than the assist, is but, uh, but, but, Andy Robertson gets his 18 for the season or whatever it is. And, <laughs> but, but it's a, it's a, it's a lovely kind of way to ball. And, and so that's what I mean about when I say, you know, there's, there's more positives than, than you thought you, you were going to get out of a, out of a Huddersfield win, really. I thought all the midfield was te- terrific. You know, we've kind of mentioned them individually, really. But I thought as, as a free, they were, they were great. And obviously it's more goals for the, for the, for the lads up front. As well, I think studdage is probably the only real kind of like slight negative, but you know, I mean, we won 5 0. It,
3: it was all right, I mean,
0: it wasn't terrible for Daniel.
1: No, Curry, no, no, I tell terrible, right.
4: no, I wouldn't say it was terrible.
0: I think that could be maybe his last, last I feel I feel like like probably his last
1: start
4: in a yeah. little
1: uh, at Anfield playing for Liverpool.
2: Uh, for him. might be his last. I, there was a sense with the ovation, wasn't there? I think that it might be the last we saw of Daniel. I, I don't think anyone quite wanted to think about, about it being that. I thought the, the best thing for Daniel really is that he got picked because it showed, because Klopp wouldn't have done it for sentimentality's reason, he would have done it because he genuinely would have been brilliant in training, he must have been better than Origi, better than Shakiri. he must have had a really good week, which is, which is heartening to show that he's still putting it in, okay, in a game, he's not played for a while, it's not going to work out, but he's still trying.
3: You never know. I mean, mm. exactly. Maybe there is something there that Klopp sees. Maybe there is a plan. Yeah.
0: Was the yeah. offside goals that Sturridge? Or- yes. Yeah. Yes. So you know, he, he did get a yeah. goal. <laughs> he just I, didn't.
2: I immediately thought that was a VAR. I definitely would have given it a goal.
0: I have not seen it like <laughs> that she, she, she does that a D-A-R. lot these days D-A-R. oh of absolutely that was a mad like 90 seconds was as well yeah. they just scored an own goal and then we just went up and scored well, well anything you can do we can do
1: <laughs> There's, Rob you mentioned there the idea of why you would or wouldn't do all of that sort of stuff but I do think there is a, a sense that it, what Alison said before about not being overwhelmed by it there is a sense I think with Klopp that he is trying to let the good times roll I think this mm. is you know this is this is an aspect of his management I think I think that you know So I don't think it was sentimental. Sturridge must have been putting it in. If he hasn't been putting it in, let's say he's not he's not getting the game. But I do think there is a thing, you know, and and with the the Oxlade-Chamberlain and Shakiri subs again, as well said, there wasn't a bit of an element of go and have a run around and enjoy yourselves, lads, in terms of tactical instruction there. Here's your set-piece stuff and apart from that, go and have a lovely time was an element of it. But... Right now, that's almost what this squad needs. It's just it had a glorified training session ahead of the game against Barcelona, but a glorified training session that's live on telly and where everyone gets to feel really, really good about it afterwards.
2: Yes, but he does it from the benefit from the position of being four up, doesn't he, before he starts yeah, making yeah, the changes. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So, you can do that sort of thing. You know, he's, he's aware... That some rotation is going to be needed. Um I don't think it was like end of season substitutions, last day, big clap for the fans. I think it
1: was a little bit more. Well, it's just when Aldamu comes off and he moves Henderson rather than just take Henderson off, which makes me think he's thinking about when Aldam's legs still.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um I think he's a, he's very aware that with Joe Gomez in particular, that if if he can just over the next week get him up another level back to that top level, he is the second best defender at the club. He showed that earlier in the season. At the moment, Matip doesn't deserve to be dropped. He was rested, I think, for Lovren, who I thought did well, despite being not hugely uh, challenged by it. But I think he'd like to get Gomez there. I think he might think there's a swan song, not a swan song, a cameo in Oxlade-Chamberlain before before the season's out. He's an incredibly talented footballer. He's not going to start a match between now and, and, and next August, but he could do something mental in a European Cup final for 15 I mean, minutes. He nearly did. He yeah. nearly did. It was, there you it, go. That
3: was, it was like so funny. He, he himself was like, I think, laughing when it happened. Was he? Um, it was like, because, you know, how crazy would that have been to have come on and scored? To
2: have You'd, had that journey. Yeah. Yeah. That would have, that would have been too much, I think. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But that's why it was sort of like half like, that half like,
3: that's actually quite funny.
0: Yeah. I can't remember the cop and the whole crowd like celebrating a player coming on like it was a goal. That was like there was like this just primeval roar of like welcome back. But like the last time I remember hearing something like that was John Flanagan of all players because he'd been out for like a long time and obviously yeah. a local lad and you know people wanted to see. It. That was when our our defence wasn't as good as it is now. <laughs> anyway,
1: there's something in I think uh, John on the, the 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 good news stuff. I was very much saying rest the fullbacks, rest the fullbacks, rest the fullbacks, and then he plays the fullbacks and they do that, um, which as ever shows exactly what I know. Uh, but there is a there is a thing, isn't there, where again it's it's Alexander Arnold, it's Robertson who almost get to act as heartbeats of this Liverpool side in a, in a way I've never really seen fullbacks be for for any Liverpool team for very few sides in
4: general. Yeah, no, the massive players for us, and you know, there's this continued desperation to get Trent to play in midfield that are, are just, it's becoming kind of less and less easy to understand really when he's 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 so important to us from the position that he's in. You know, they've both got real license to get forward. They're both, you know, almost wingers really in terms of how they're playing and, and the numbers kind of speak for themselves and they've got that sort of healthy competition between them as well, haven't they? And I think, you know, both of them were, were excellent last night um, and, you know, I, I understood you know there may be the, the temptation to rest them but I think now you know it's you know you're in the home streets aren't you, you, you it's just, it's a spin finish and I think both of them are, are you know are able to just kind of go to the end really and and hopefully kind of get us over the line and so I think I think they'll be they'll be fine between now and the end of the season and I just I just generally enjoyed the attitude to the last game. Not just those boys, but generally. Like, it was a real celebration of full time, wasn't it? You know, like Lovrenski, you know, got, got the arms going and stuff like it. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not maybe started for a while, so so he's you know he's maybe enjoying being back. But I was pleased how much they celebrated at full time because I was like, yeah, you, you deserve deserved that, boys. You know what I mean? And I think... Do you know what I
2: think, jo- I think it was a defiance because... The football world had decided, in a, in a sense, without saying it, that Liverpool had been beaten and beaten badly in midweek without even playing. Do you know what I mean? It <laughs> I felt like that mean, to yeah. supporters. And I think <coughs> football, there was that Liverpool had been bowed. And I think it was a, it was a defiant, I uh, oh, we haven't been bowed. They may still be doing what they need to do, but we haven't been bowed and we are still going
1: onwards. And we did it in, in, in as emphatic of a fashion as you could. Uh, we are still going onwards. Uh, very quickly, just I'm intrigued as to who everyone goes for for Man of the Match. I don't always ask, but as to who uh, everyone will pick for Man of the Match in a game like that one. Um, no.
0: Jürgen Klopp for them uh, fist <laughs> <bumps at> the <laughs> yeah.
1: It's teasing them at the minute. All um, my faves. Uh, I was giving it to Naby at the end, but that was probably
2: just giddiness. Probably Sadio Marley. Yeah, I was going
4: to
0: say Sadio.
4: Sadio? I think Trent got the official one. Did he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I thought Henderson was great. I thought Henderson was really good. Um, but, you know, I thought, I thought the whole midfield w- was was excellent.
0: Salah.
1: Salah. Uh, I always love it when there's different candidates for this sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think Virgil needed to have a shower. Um, <laughs> after That um, and he was very good. Sorry? And he was very good. And he was very, very good indeed. Apart
3: from the bit where he fell over, which was like... Oh, when re- he nearly like, injured. Oh, yeah, oh, my goodness.
2: goodness. Oh, my God, yeah. That
3: yeah. was like wince. the definition of wince. <laughs> like yeah. when you saw that left foot, like, jangle. I was just like, no... <laughs>
2: And he Please has to, get, no. yeah, I know. It's the anxiety it is the maddest thing. <laughs>
3: what,
2: also, it's not like you can say, well, it shows we need to go out and buy another one no. of those lads in the summer. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. E- the only one. Yeah, the yeah. only one out there. So yeah, that is, I, I think, thank God, touch wood, that he plays in a position where you don't tend to get you know the kind of injuries that fast players get, attacking yeah. players get. Jesus, I've tempted. Fate, Let's
0: move on from this. Yeah, Rob,
2: Rob's, uh, Rob's, myself Rob's into the ground. do you think my great theory about the Barcelona theory. The
1: ladders. Uh, first, I was going to talk to you about Manchester City, Rob. So we'll just, yeah. we'll tempt the listeners even further on that one. Your great theory about the <laughs> it's Barcelona It's not that that worth waiting for. <laughs> uh, we'll really sort of keep them, keep the keep them, keep them on ten hooks on the issue. Um, we are now in the final throws of all of this. Manchester City have three remaining games. The first of them is this Burnley game uh, coming up this weekend on Sunday. <sighs> Um, I can't how, watch it. I've watched. I'm sick of watching their. Opponents. Are you going to pack in watching them? I think
2: I might. I've got. To, I've got to have something's got to give. I've watched every one of their. I won't swear, swear. Every one of their games since when, and uh, and it's it's killing me. It's absolutely killing me. I'm not going. But I need to find something to do. Maybe should we Mr. go? Should we do do to play,
1: do we go play? play Quasar? Should we go and do Quasar? and You have, you have we, a big afternoon in New Brighton. We could do that. Quasar on the Leisure Peninsula. What else would I do? That I think fight? you've got to do something. Which means do that You can't it, yeah. be checking your phone well, like, and stuff like, like that.
2: Ademilia watches Michael Portillo's Great Railway Journeys. Yeah, and it saw him through a but, couple but, of City slips.
1: But it's not. It's not <laughs> worked for him in the last few no, weeks. No, sadly, um, I think there is a. It is hard. I find. It, I do find it hard to watch. If people are listening, I find it really hard to watch Manchester City play as well. Uh, I think that there's some people that are built for that sort of thing. I'm not one of them. Yeah. They're so no. good. It's
0: just painful sometimes.
1: It's that, but also I find like the. I find it so sort of like psychologically draining and yeah. not because they're winning. Mm. It's more because it's no way to live. It's no way to watch football. No, wanting, yeah. Basically wanting the ball to be in the centre circle is effectively no way to watch football. Well, you're supporting rubbish teams. Because yeah, exactly.
2: They're it's much gonna... worse. You know, at least with Liverpool, we have our ups and downs, but broadly we're one of the better teams right? in our world. You know, maybe we finish fourth, so there's only three better. So most of the time we watch Liverpool be better and that's
1: that's good for, for sanity and also i think it's easier to support other people
3: <laughs> well, so we're saying it's insight into the psychology of people who support other teams, teams. <laughs> yeah i yeah. I, no, I think it's i think it's more
1: what i find difficult with it is they're not your lads So you don't forgive them the mistakes. you know what I mean? You're not able to sort of go, right? I've seen him be good three weeks ago and do better than that, so I can, but that's going to come. He's still
3: furious with Jesse Lingard, is that what you're saying? Yeah, still furious with Lings. You know, in in this game, like, none of this applies because it's Burnley, right? And they're all of our lives. So we don't even, well, yeah, but we don't actually even really need to watch it. I mean, my advice to anyone would just be like, you know what Burnley look like in this situation, right? They look like, (laughs) Two very neat rows of four footballers <laughs> defending, like with any limb that they can, obviously not hands, but like any limb that's within the rules of the game. With a Just pink I want old two five. man
2: on the side. Yeah, oh, exactly. All it's like, we've
3: all seen this any number of times and this is how it's going to go. Manchester City are going to win. I, like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not a person who makes predictions ever, but that is what's going to happen. And Burnley are going to attempt... To defend in the way that the same way that they always attempt to defend, and that's what's going to happen. So we should all like not be anxious about it. We shouldn't even think about it because we know what's going to happen.
1: Is that fair, John, or is Jack Cork
4: going to do the business for you? Uh, yeah, Jack Cork cultures, uh over here. I, d- I, d- I mean, I just... have
0: you changed your profile
4: picture? No, 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 <laughs> not quite that. But uh, I mean, to be fair, like I'm, I'm not fair whether with Jack. Me, me and Jack Cork go way back, so you know, twenty I mean? days. You would be <laughs> exactly, yeah. So. I don't know. I'm just. I'll probably watch it. To be honest with you, I, I take all your points. I accept. Um, you know the, um, the the valid issues that have been raised. Can't on. talk you into any quasar in New Brighton. I mean, I like quasar and I love New Brighton. I mean, you know, we're curious,
1: Neil. But um, <laughs> quasar's a bit sweaty, isn't it? You have to run around and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not and meant it's, to and run. It's like yeah. You, oh, the rules are you don't run, but everybody runs. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Five, Five seconds. seconds. Yeah. I don't
2: think I've done quasar in about twenty-five years. So uh, okay,
0: done... I'm calling it Laser Quest by the way. Laser Quest. Yeah, yeah, Laser Quest. Yeah, yeah. It's Is this like yeah. Like a different name for it. But then why would say the same game? If you're
3: in, like, if you're in. On the Wirral, and you want some sort of like activity in a darkened room? Why would you not just go bowling? I
1: thought you were going to say something
3: else. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With these are
0: on the this Sunday we'll be in New Brighton. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 quasar and the bowling are in the same gaff, so it's fine. You can do both. You can see both. Yeah, you can choose. You can just, do both. I can
3: have two games bowling instead.
1: Two games of bowling. The cinema might be an alternative thing Ooh, to do. Yeah. I think you're checking your phone. Yeah, checking phone.
3: You I think, think you're checking
1: your phone. You need you need you need to be. You're not
3: socially embarrassed.
1: You need people to shoot you. Effectively You need to be shot at It <laughs> often focuses the mind Like getting shot at By lasers That's my, that's my position on this right. I Get think, Even bowling There's too much downtime, time Isn't it Yeah 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 it's Because what
3: just are you doing Whilst other people
1: exactly. are Balls right, come yeah, no, no, back. No, no, yeah. no. A big,
2: no, no. big walk no. in the Lake District Where there's no phone reception That's so, not a bad idea Up a mountain
4: Snowden I was up, I was up um, Scarfell went Full and beat
1: Manchester United in '09. There you go. So maybe I should need to go back. There you uh, go. Feels yeah. all too much. Does anybody have? Allison's just ruled it out. She's got no hope whatsoever for Burnley. John, any hope for Burnley? In oh this yeah, massive.
4: No, no. Genuinely, yeah. I think it would be a really tough game. I think you you saw with Man United with, you know, although Man United were the best team that they had to play. I think teams like that find it hard, sort of. You know, being the underdog and being the the idea of you know they're, they're not set up to to make life difficult for anyone. Whereas Burnley? They love all that, don't they? And so I think they'll be relishing it. I think they'll, I think they'll give it a good go. And I, and, I, and I, yeah, and and they turn a the game into like a, it'll be like twenty minutes or something. They'll have to score <laughs> City. Like the, the, the ball's not going to be on the pitch so try scoring then (laughs) big heads.
2: yeah I'd like to see that's actually a good point I'd like to see someone actually do some gamesmanship against them oh they're gonna love it nobody rolls around against them nobody just you know all the Mourinho tricks I think you're
1: gonna get that from
4: Burnley yeah there'll be quite a lot I I want Ashley Cole drinking water really slowly (laughs) yeah they're more elbow than man Burnley
1: (laughs) I
2: reckon I could coach them for this game
1: just you could give a team talk, couldn't you? Yes, yeah. You could very much give a team talk, but I think Sean's got it covered. Uh, have you got any hope or are you are you are you now just saying listen I'm 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 leaving it?
2: Uh I saw I've parallel got no hope and at the same time I do have voices in my head generally that say this this type of stuff does happen. Um ignore happen- them. Sorry.
3: Just ignore them. No, 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 not can happen. No, no,
2: no, 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 the, yeah, well, okay. But I I, I remember us chase I wrote this in my, my preview of yesterday's piece, that's um, chasing down Everton in 86 and for no reason they lost. It was Oxford United, I think they'd lose. Went couldn't even we score. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One <laughs> of the great lines of, of English literature. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and it was,
2: so it does happen. I mean, Going into the Christmas period this season, City were winning football matches left, right and centre and we were in their, their, their slipstream and they go and lose at home to Crystal Palace and then follow that up three days later by losing at, uh, Leicester. sorry, Leicester, yeah? Mad stuff can happen. I still happen. think
3: these are the voices in your head, Rob. These are the voices in my head. Yeah.
2: I said there's two. There's one that's going, <laughs> there's no chance. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting other people's time. Yep. And we're not winning this league. Great so let's start.
1: talk about the Great European. Kiva, uh, you've I'm got- throwing
0: the towel in on watching City again this season. Like, I'm. You're not watching maybe it? Maybe I'll watch the FA Cup final. That's it. I'm not. I just don't want to watch them. Don't can Burnley get it. anything? I think they might. I've got this little bit of optimism that will oh, never more leave. More voices me in the head. And hope that maybe it could just be a a Sean Dyche blockade and annoyance a 0-0 or just like a 1-1 or something I think Pitch. Brendan
2: goes and wins 3-0 there if we're going to have mad voices that, in our head yeah yeah. Wow. he just goes and raids that? raids the place and he goes
0: plays this
1: mad formation you're all four-nil.
0: Just we're living in hope Ali um, in hope.
1: okay I'm going to ask you at the end of the show whether or not you think we're going to win the league or not isn't that something to look forward to give oh. you that to look forward to because I've taken away the Rob Gutman thing Rob Gutman what, what what is your midfield Barcelona, Barcelona right. theory settle yourself in well I think I don't think just listening to what he was describing Firmino's injury
2: a small tear not the worst I know it's Bobby he'll probably be okay and all that but if he's got something that could get worse and it sounds like he has got something which could get a bit worse I think he has to be very very careful with him because you know there's a second leg to come there's Newcastle to come there's maybe a European Cup final to come so I think he's going to have to be careful with Firmino and I don't think there's a chance he puts Daniel Sturridge on the pitch or a Rigi in Barcelona I don't think so I think, because you kind of want to be fairly solid against Barcelona and that mad attack of theirs, I think he goes four four two, 2 if no Firmino, with a diamond, with of Salah and Mane up front, and now would be Keita at the head of the diamond, who might not have played, if it's a standard four three three 3 3 in Barcelona, and he goes somewhere, like Henderson, Wijnaldum at the sides, and Fabinho at the base, because it'd be better from his headache by then. And that's what I think will, ha- that's what I think will happen if Firmino doesn't make it. There you've all waited
4: and now you've got it it was, it was, I, I, John, it was I,
1: I felt it was look worth it was worth looking
4: forward to and I think that Rob might have a point he, he may have a point um, he's got a decision to make on Bobby has he? I mean Bobby famously recovers quickly doesn't he and, and the managers talked about it before and maybe they just thought maybe he could have played last night if it had been a different situation but they just decided to to not risk him I think if he can get Firmino on the pitch he will but if he doesn't I think it's a fair show because I think he will bring Milner back in I think Milner starts this one and you'd be shocked if Genie and Henderson don't play as, as well so No Fabinho for you then well, he's, he wasn't in the squad, was he? So because of the injury, though. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with with, with him. So, but I think he, I think he, I don't, I don't know if you play him anyway. So I think, um, I think he goes for those three. And then, so if Keita is looking to get in the team, then I think
1: it, it probably will be in the front three. Um, Alison, what do you think? Do you think it would be the same back four uh, with Matapen for Lovren? Um, as we saw last night, both full back start. No sneaky Joe Gomez at right back. And what do you think of Rob's midfield question?
3: Yeah. I... I think Rob's probably right. I think on the on the defenders I think that um I think he's going to keep them pretty much the same. Um I think, you know, it's it's interesting the point about the plan since you said that Rob about, you know, that Klopp's got a plan in his head. Mm. Like obviously it's weird because you sort of feel like okay, we've kind of we, we've kind of scoped out our run in to the mm. league. We can that's I wouldn't say it's well football's never predictable. But these are relatively predictable sides that we are playing that are well un- well understood. Um, Barcelona is obviously, um, you know, fairly predictable in how they're quite good. Mm. Um, but the, the Champions League is is less predictable just in because this is a knockout competition and we really don't know what's going to happen. And it, in a weird way, that's sort of become the more exciting of the two competitions we
2: don't play against these teams that's why it's always Ex- exa- unpredictable exactly
3: so like this is a classic European game where you look down the team sheet and you like think oh, wow this is some team that we mm. are playing here and this is a massive opportunity and when John was talking then about you know um, Bobby and, and um, Fabinho like in their own minds you know this this is the game These this is the set of games that they really want to play in right so all of that those discussions about fitness or otherwise will be incredibly pressurized for them and you know those players are going to want to play in these games so i think but i think like rob's um probably got it about right and i think that the milner starting one is an interesting one like are we talking experience over fitness and i mean i'm not saying I'm not james sure milner's so. not fit but What's the what's the overarching rationale for Milner? I think
1: it's just I think John, you just think he likes he like he, he he wants Milner on the pitch in these games.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think he's he's generally picked him in his bigger away games, and I think you he, would do it again. I think you know Milner's obviously you know all of his experience. He's you know I think he's, he's seen as reliable. He's seen as you know I think Jürgen sort of sees him as his guy really, and so he's not playing obviously every week because he didn't play
1: last night. But I'd be I'd be shocked if he doesn't start Milner to be honest. Um, Kiva, you expect him to start Milner? Uh, are you expecting him to, I'll say again, do anything at right back? Maybe Joe Gomez in for Trent or do you think he's, he's going to go with the with the boys who've, who've, who've got him here and go from there?
0: I think who pairs Van Dijk's going to be really interesting because obviously Lovren playing last night sort of brought him back into the thing because he disappeared for a little bit, hadn't he? Mm. And then obviously I didn't want Matip not to play because I feel like he might forget how to play. <laughs> not like that, but like I just feel like he's Kiva, on such a good... No, faith. he's He's a good defender and... You know he's on this sort of roller coaster of momentum. It just keeps going up, and he's, he's he's been immense for us. And I can't can't give him more much more than that. He's he's been great, but obviously Gomez comes in as well. So he doesn't. I don't think start or get it in because he just doesn't look maybe fit enough. Klopp doesn't look like he he's ready for that yet. But Lovren he likes these games, doesn't he? These semi-finals. Oh, I don't he's, want to see him there. He, he's he's he one of them. In, yeah, you know, he, he does. He just,
2: no, I know, but against. Lads who turn you inside out. I he could either so be like turned
0: inside out or be just unbelievable. He's he's one or the other, isn't he? Loughran, yeah, but, I think.
3: yeah, but I think maybe the point on Milner is like is like it reduces the level of risk on the pitch, and that's that's what Klopp is. But then be I about.
0: don't want Milner to get overrun as well. At the same, that, time, that was my point. Which is like, a worry.
3: Like I completely get the rationale, like and that uh, that Klopp clearly has a lot of faith and trust in him, as John said. But yeah, that's my one. Really? I,
2: he gonna? Does he do? The, there's. I mean, a lot of people will say if he does pick it, yeah, of course he was always going to pick the bulldog midfield, which is uh, Henderson, Milner, and Winaldum. But I think it will be influenced now by what happens with Fermi, uh, Firmino.
1: I think. I Are
0: listening? Because I think your point really goes. I think
1: it's. I, I think it's good. I think though. I. I think you have to think about being Roberto Firmino, and I think that if he can play, I think. I understand the bench, joke. maybe. I'll, but but I think. I think it's really all of this. I think one of the things is when we talk about feel good stuff, we're talking about the way in which he manages and the way in which he engages with his players. And I think if you're Roberto Firmino, you you may never get another chance to play in a Champions League semi final or a lot of Champions League game at Barcelona. That might just literally never come in your career. So I think if he is, you know, if he's if he's approaching fit enough, he'll be doing everything he can to get selected. And then the manager. As as I say, as part of how he goes about his business, is almost like I, I, you can't take that chance away from him they at will this stage. Him, I haven't though. got him there. Oh, they will scan him, but if if it's
3: yeah, I mean, this is my point before that basically, like these will be very high stakes conversations now. Yeah, and it's interesting, like a it's kind of like you know, it, of course, when this is at Anfield, there's there's going to be a whole story about Suarez and Coutinho and. You know all the hits, blah blah blah, all all the greatest hits that we have come to know and love, all the predictable stories. Will Suarez celebrate? You know if he scores a goal and all of that. Like who cares? Best ad, right? Mm -hmm. But like
2: given the problem, yeah, right.
3: right, But also like who cares? Because like have you seen the other players they've got? Mm. And the the I mean obviously I you know have great respect for all of them, but like this is going to be a big deal for, for. for um, Bobby to like play against some of these players at their gaff, and you know, I think that it's going to be a really serious question for Klopp, as you say, Neil.
1: I think it's. I think he's got to work out, uh, John. I again, I'll say the same thing about Gomez. I think I can make a really long tactical argument that you start Gomez over Trent. I just think it, it's. It, That's a difficult conversation to have with Trent when even there, you know, this might be the last time that Trent gets the opposite. He's very young, but we haven't played Barcelona in a a European knockout game since 07. My thing on this is that sometimes... I think we can we can want him to be tactically really, really smart, but he's also got a group of players to manage, and sometimes he's got to go with who's brought him to the party, and that's why I think I think he will go with, with Trent over Gomez at right-back, because I think it's difficult to to look Trent in the eye and say, you know, you, you were great for me all the way last season through the European run, you've been great for me all the way through the season, you just had 17 assists against Huddersfield, but now I'm playing Joe Gomez because I trust him a tiny little bit more defensively.
4: And you, well, you've got to remember the final last year as well, where everyone was worried about Trent, weren't they? And, and he was probably our best player in the end, in, in that final at all he, he 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 played brilliantly, and people were saying, "Oh, what, you know, what what Ronaldo going to do to him, and, and and all this." And and I thought he was excellent, and and so I'm I'm sure that's in Jürgen's mind. But I mean, Jürgen will get it right. Do you know he hasn't he hasn't lost a, a knockout tie in Europe since he's been at Liverpool, and so. You know, we can talk about kind of what we do, and you know, it's it's fun to kind of speculate. But but you're going to have a plan. You're going to know exactly Barcelona's threats. You'll know exactly what we need to do to go and get a get a result there. And and I'm expecting Liverpool to get a result there because you know, as as Rob says, the best team in Europe. Uh, it's one of the things about being the best team in Europe is you get to win games, Rob.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm getting ever more bullish about this game the nearer it, it draws. I, I'm happy to be playing Barcelona. I think i would there's a couple of other sides I may be less happy to play than Barcelona I think they will suit us I hope they don't pick Dembele and I hope they do pick Coutinho um, and I think we can play high we can play fast and I think we should go and try and win it in the first leg
1: I want us to win 3-1 in the first leg and I think we can Absolute scenes from Rob Cutman. Uh, again, again, given that team talk. Put, mm. Wheel them around, your team talks for hire. <laughs> um, just coming to the end of the show. Um, really simple question. Um, John Gibbons, are Liverpool going to win the league? Uh, yeah, I think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Cutman. <laughs> I haven't got a clue.
2: No. I think it's unlikely. Yeah. I think it's unlikely. Unlikely. Like, but Hope springs eternal. Allison.
3: I think that this is unfortunately going to go with serve, and we are not going to win the league.
0: Okay. We're going to win the league.
1: you are going to win the league. Yeah. Come on. Kiva's decided. Kiva's there. John the Why? One I'm having a hey, with. hey, I'm with you. I mean, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, actually, I can't. be, I it can't would be the most. Wouldn't it be peachy? It would b- be, be peachy, Rob. It would be a Rob. really, really great thing. Uh, it would be peachy. Just why? Why? why, why, why you, you you've thought about it. You think we're going to win the league? My point is that it, it, you're not you're not cheerleading there. You think we're going to win the league? No, I think City will draw points. Yet yeah, I think I think they just will slip up eventually. You know they can't
4: win forever. So at some point... a fairly good going it. No, but at some point, Man City <laughs> going to draw or lose a football game. Game, call, maybe the season will like, be ten games longer. When I might.
3: this is my this mm-hmm. is my like theory that someday. Okay, if not okay, because I'm watching. It. That's that's
4: Let's go down the boozer. <laughs> uh,
3: the calculation that I've made is that I just can't see how they do that. I, I mean, think
4: 13, 14. I remember going. Liverpool are going to win forever, and I think it was Steve Harper saying they won't. You know, and it was like it was like you know you're not going to win
1: forever.
3: Yeah, but there's a minimum number of games left in the season. They don't have to win forever. They <laughs> just have to win a couple more times.
1: John's thinking about all eternity. Uh, Alison's thinking about three games. Uh, this is where we all are right now. I hope you've enjoyed the show. It's, uh, I'd like to think it's been a bit of a window into a psyche after Liverpool beat a poor relegated Huddersfield side by five goals to nil, but that is still an achievement in and of itself. Uh, this has been the Anfield Rapping Association with Red Bet. Thank you very much to Kiva. Thank you very much to Rob. Thank you very much to John. Thank you very much to Alison. Uh, I am firmly in John's campaign. Hey.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.